All right, everybody, welcome back to What's Next. We have a special episode today, actually. Um, this guest was brought to us by our former guest, Kevin Tarka. So shout out to Kevin Tarka, who's in Europe right now. Um, but we have Timmons McKinney on with us. Timmons is a former basketball player. Um, he was a stud basketball player in the New England area a couple years ago. Um, made it out to junior college, played junior college ball at Colorado Northwestern in Lake Region State. And he has quite the story. He's telling us about you know, his, his struggle as a, as a young kid with a, living with a single mom in inner city Boston and how he, he made his way into college. And now he's gone on to, um, to start his own mentoring program. So Anthony and I, we did this interview uh, today and it, it's been a great one, right, Ant? Yeah, Timmons has a, has a really compelling story. And the work that he's doing now that kind of brought, that brought him back to the community that raised him is just really important. So he has a mentoring program called Find Your Way Out, where he's hopping around to a bunch of different um, schools in the Boston area to connect with middle schoolers who are struggling and who are also playing ball and who want a bright future for themselves. He's also started an AAU program called United Elite. Um, they've already gained a sponsorship from Q4, a California-based company that um, couple NBA players are actually wearing their shoes so he's on the brink of some do it of doing some pretty big things here um, you know so his team is taking off this summer he said he was gonna have his tryout soon and uh, he'll tell you more about that but really dive into some of the obstacles that he's faced how he overcame them here and um, you know sit back relax and just just be inspired by the story All right, everybody, welcome back to What's Next. We got a special one today with Timmons McKinney. Uh, Timmons is a former ba college basketball player who's doing amazing and really important work in, uh, in Boston with some inner city kids. Um, Timmons, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I know it's late, but we're really excited about this one. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, man. So tell us your story. Just tell us. I think it's a, it's a really important story. It's really um, interesting story so i'm going to hand it off to you just let tell us tell us a little about yourself um so i grew up in uh, jamaica plain a uh, tough part of boston um and had a dream you know just like a lot of kids you know in the city that play in the nba um obviously you know i had went through a lot of different obstacles that uh, took me down a lot of dark roads but um, i was able to you know find my way back to the, uh, the bright lights and you know helping kids you know, reach their dreams and, you know, kind of really prevent guys from making the same mistakes I made. But, um, you know, I had that dream to um, play Division One and, uh, and play in the NBA, you know, just like a lot of kids I grew up with in the city. And um, um, fortunately, things didn't go the way I planned. Um, my career was cut short uh, due to injuries and a lot of mistakes that I made uh, in the classroom and, you know, off the court. But um, this is the reason why, you know, I'm giving back. So um, I think I was uh, one of the top players in Massachusetts and uh, in New England for my class. Um, you know, bounced around the AU circuit a lot, uh, bounced around a few different high schools, and I think it really affected me in my career. Um, freshman year, sophomore year, had um, straight Fs and Ds, um, which didn't help at all. Um, you know, obviously I was still like a hot name on the circuit, so I was still playing AAU. Uh, my mother was a single parent. My dad was incarcerated. Um, my uncles was incarcerated. So, I mean, I was pretty much, you know, making my own decisions at the time and, you know, just having to learn on the fly. And it was pretty tough, you know, having to keep myself, 
know it from a lot of different things that was going on in Boston at the time. Um, you know, also trying to focus up in school. Um, I struggled in school, you know, just to be honest. Um, wasn't the smartest kid in the world. Um, but I did gr- always give a great effort, and I was always respectful. But, um, you know, my downfall was really, you know, getting with the wrong people. And on a, that's more so on the AU circuit. Um, I also, you know, didn't find a, the best high school for myself at all during my whole career. You know, I was just, you know, bouncing around, bouncing around, you know, trying to find the right fit. And I just, you know, I was never able to find the right fit at all. You know, even just, you know, graduating at Everett, I still didn't think, you know, that was the best decision for me. But um, it is what it is. You know, I sleep with it on my chest. Um, You know, I'm happy to be able to give back and help guys out. Um, I was recruited by a bunch of different schools from the time I was in high school. Um, from that time I finished up junior college. So, you know, I built a lot of um, connections with a bunch of different people. Um, I still talk to a lot of the coaches that never recruited me because obviously, you know, wherever I played Division One and played after college, you know, my goal was to become a coach. Um, so I'm just doing what I was going to do anyway, just a lot earlier than I expected. And I'm not really mad about that because, you know, a lot of kids wasn't fortunate enough to come out that dark road. Um, a lot of kids take that dark road and they never turn back. They never get back to the light road. So, you know, I seen for me, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, I'm one of the kids that, you know, made it back to the light, um, even though, you know, I didn't get the chance to play Division One, to play in the NBA or play in Europe, you know, whatever the case may be. A lot of people in the city still look at my story, you know, as a success story because I made a promise to myself a long time ago that, you know, no matter what happens with my basketball career, that I'll never turn back to the streets. And, um, you know, that was a goal that I that I set, and that was a promise that I made for myself that, you know, I was going to graduate high school, and no matter what happened with basketball, that I wasn't going to turn to the streets. So that's pretty much a rundown on me and on my story. Talk, talk a little bit more about the AAU, pro, the AAU scene, right? And, you know, like Anthony and I as baseball players, we all play, we played AAU baseball. But, I mean, I understand from talking to you, talking to some other people that the AAU, AAU basketball is a whole different scene, right? And, and you, there's a right way to go and a wrong way to go. And it's like, talk about what, what that was like. Oh, for sure. Um, it was the worst time of my life, man. It was tough for me uh, just having to, you know, trust guys. Um, I tell kids now, you know, AAU is, you know, real similar to being in the streets if you're with the wrong guy. Um, it's a tough business when you're with the wrong people. Now, don't get it right. Um, don't get it twisted. I mean, there's some, you know, good people out there. There's some good programs in New England and Boston. But, um, you know, I was just a kid that was, you know, floating around with the wrong guy. And uh, you got people doing people's favors. If, you know, a kid don't want to play with him no more, then all of a sudden he's a bad kid. You know, I had guys bad mouth for me, you know, telling coaches I was doing this, I was doing that in the third all lies. I mean, 80% lies, 20% of it was probably true. Um, I walked away from a program and, you know, all of a sudden I was, I was this, I was that, you know, he's, he's a bad kid. He's, he's this, he's that. And, you know, you spread 20 rumors to, to 20 different people. And, you know, all it takes is for 10 of them to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's true. You know what I'm saying? And they tell other people. So, Mm -hmm. That all happened with one AAU coach I, I played with. Um, it was the biggest mistake I made in my life. And um, um, I did an article in a Jamaica Plain newspaper. Um, they interviewed me. And um, I told them, I said, the reason why I affiliated myself with that guy that I played with AAU with is because I thought it was going to save one of my friend's life. Um, 
just plain and simple, just like that. One of my friends was already affiliated with the guy, and um, I think he was an at-risk kid, and I kind of felt like, you know, even though I struggled in the classroom, I knew that I was going to make it out of high school. I knew that I was going to find a way to get in college. So I thought that me playing AAU with him was going to save his life, and he was playing with this guy already. So I was like, you know what? If I join him, you know, we was already at middle school together. I'm like, if I join him, you know, this is going to help him through high school. But I love my friend that much that, you know, I risked it all for him. And um, I don't really regret it. At the same time, I do, if that makes any sense. But um, I really wanted to save my friend's life. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out anyway. He's in jail right now. So, I mean, it was kind of like a lose-lose situation for both of us. But um, that's the reason why I did it. But I told myself when I was 12 years old that it was something about the guy that, you know, just gave me a bad feeling. Um, but, you know, like I said, I did it for my friend. And um, I, I regret it. At the same time, I don't because I love the kid that much. And I really thought that, you know, me playing AU with him um, and risking it with that guy because I always had a funny feeling about him. I really thought that, you know, it was going to save my friend's life. And like I said, you know, it, it just it backfired on me. And um, I, I think about it all the time. But, you know, I kind of don't regret it because I feel like my friend would have done the same thing for me. Timmons, I think I think that in and of itself is kind of an an undertold story. I think in uh, in the AAU circuit, a lot of what we see, or, or a lot of what gets broadcasted on you know ESPN or or what we see in the media is like you know the big brand buy into to these different AAU organizations and whatnot. But like that kind of behind the scenes of you're a young kid, you're you know at risk, and there's this whole you know, business to uh, almost trying to take advantage of, of young kids who are, you know, have to make some really tough decisions in their lives. And, you know, I'm sure you probably can name a handful of kids who, you know, didn't end up in the, in the same, in the same positive spot that you are, you know, that you are right now in your life. So is there, is, are you in this work to try to, you know, hopefully reframe some of that or um to kind of to kind of step in and accept those challenges for sure without a doubt um that's why i did it um that's why we you know obviously i was just doing a mentoring at first and um i thought to myself one day i was like you know what how about you know i add an au program to this you know we can save even more kids you know what i'm saying we can have the kids during the spring during the summertime and i was like you know what i'm gonna start my own au program sat down with a bunch of my boys and you know they was just like let's do it and um got some great feedback i had tons of kids calling me parents emailing me so many kids is interested and i really think that i can just help them so much prevent the, the roads that i took um prevent them from certain guys that's out there because there's always those guys that's out there that's in it for the wrong reasons right you know i, I bumped into one of them so you know I, that's the reason why i wanted to start the program and um I'm in it for the right reasons, man. I, I really want to give back. Um, I really care for these kids. Um, I've seen so many of my friends, you know, walk to the streets after that ball stopped bouncing. And um, I really want to help kids keep playing as long as they can because I think that's so important, man, for kids. Because, you know, basketball is for a lot of kids. That's it. That's all they got. You know what I'm saying? For me, that was the only thing I loved, the only thing that I had. You know, obviously I had my family, but that's the only thing that I really wanted to do at one point in my life. And, um, you know, as I got older, you know, I started to realize, you know, certain things might not happen. You know, just, you know, reality started to set in um, at some point for you. 
And but for some kids, they don't have the maturity to understand that. Listen, when that ball stop bouncing, you got to figure out something else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of kids in the city. Once that ball stop bouncing, the next thing for them is the streets. So I wanted to start the mentoring program to help get kids in private school to let them, you know, let them know that there's a, you know, a guy here who went through certain things, who walked in the same streets as them, who want to see them do good. You know what I'm saying? They, there's a lot of kids in the city that just don't have that. They don't have a big brother or, you know, a, a adult, you know, male role model in their life that can that can help them. You know what I'm saying? That that know the game. A lot of these kids come from, you know, single-parent households. They were living with their, you know, their mom alone or they're living with their grandma or their aunt. And they just, I feel like a lot of kids will benefit so much off of everything I went through. And um, I'm really excited to help as many kids in the city as I can. Um, I've been, you know, my phone's been ringing like crazy for the last few weeks since I, like, put it out there on social media. Um, some older kids that I grew up with been reaching out to me saying, listen, go get this kid. This kid's interested. So it's been it's been crazy few weeks and a lot of kids is interested. And I'm super excited because I have so many people number in my phone book that I feel like, you know, I can reach out to to help these kids and I feel like a lot of people you know are always looking to get something back and um, for me I just want to see kids not go through what I went through you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so I, I can there's kids in 8th grade and I'm talking to prep school for them just to get them to take that step immediately because sometimes you know you go to public school you get you know that freshman year you get F so you get caught up in some BS and you know what I'm saying it just I'm trying to help kids prevent that downfall prevent taking that dark road because 80% of the kids in the city do not return from those dark roads. And um, I was fortunate enough that I took those dark roads and I returned. So um, my goal is to really just help kids play basketball as long as they can. And like I said, I built tons of relationships with college coaches and prep school coaches from when they recruited me. And I really want to put those phone numbers to use. And um, you know, that's what I'm in this business for. Timmons, what you're saying uh, reminds me of... Um a kid that played shortstop for me when I was coaching at English played the whole season with a with an ankle bracelet on because he was on because he was on probation. The, the thing is, though, this the sad thing that relates about what you're saying is this kid wasn't a bad kid. You know, he wasn't malicious. He wasn't malicious at all. He would you know give me the last shirt off his back. He was respectful. You know, he busted his butt at practice. It was just some circumstances. Just one led to the next, and you know he saw he saw himself doing something that. Uh, that he really, you know, had to pay the consequences for. But, you know, what you're saying about surrounding yourself with, you know, people that, that are going to help you make good decisions, I know you said there were some people in your life that, you know, could have t- taken you down a, a bad road. Talk to us about maybe that one person or that support in your life, that, that person that you trusted, that person that helped get you from a dark time, you know, to, to, the, to the bright spot. So uh, if you could just... Give us some insight to that. Um, I mean, there'll be a few people. Um, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, there's, uh, this is a tough one. But I would say my sister, definitely. Um, she's probably, like, my biggest fan. Um, she definitely was there for me when I was ready to quit. Um, you know what I'm saying? There was times where I was calling her when I was in junior college. There was times even before I went to junior college where, you know, people was bad mouth for me and, you know, my grades is all messed up and I was trying to figure out what was going to happen. And I would go home crying. I would call her crying. 
you know, just, and she was just like, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. She kept pushing me. She kept pushing me. You know, she was there for me, whatever I needed. You know, I would talk to her. We would stay up late nights and try to figure things out. So she would be definitely the person that was there. But also, you know, my mother was, you know, always a big supporter. And uh, my girlfriend, them three alone, they just, they supported me through thick and through thin. And um, I would never forget, you know, those hard times where they was always there. You know, with the decision that I made at the end, you know, to end my career, obviously, you know, due to injuries and a couple other things, you know, they respected it so much. But, you know, through those hard times when I was on those dark roads, um, you know, they were just there for me. And, um, you know, they just was motivating me, whatever I needed. Um, you know, we sat sat down and try to, you know, come up with plans. I mean, they were just, they were really great, those three. So I would say, you know, they was, you know, my biggest supporters at the time. And, um, you know, yeah. That's so so important, man. It really is. Definitely. So I, I can't can't thank them enough, those three people, um, from everything they they done for me, um, you know, while I was in the dark street because, man, it was it was real dark for me at one point, and I had a real dark stand for probably about, I want to say, maybe three to five years, where, you know, just bouncing around from school to school, and, you know, my transcript was all messed up, and then I, you know, heard rumors that, you know, I was going to have to go to junior college, you know, I wasn't going to be able to clean things up, and, you know, so I was just in, you know, so many different places, you know, at once, and um, if there was anybody that I can turn to, it was them. It was, you know, them three people. So, um, you know, I, I really can't, again, thank them enough, you know, for being there. And then when I was ready to turn the chapter on my career, um, you know, they was, you know, all very supportive. Um, obviously, I told a couple of my boys and you know, we sat down at the table. Um, I think we went out to like lunch and um, I told them, I was just like, you know, I think, you know, I think this is it. And, um, you know, they got quiet for a minute. You know, they had tears in their eyes because they just couldn't believe that it was basically like, you know, to me, McKinney was like, you know, he was, you know, he was hanging it up. And they was, they was real sad about it. But um, at the end of the day, you know, they also supported me too. You know, they was, you know, behind me and they said, look, no matter what you do, they, you're still going to be successful. I even had one person call me and said, listen, like, I don't consider you as a person who gave up. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is still a success story, but... Now, at the end of the day, I just, you know, junior college is just, it took so much out of me, man. It took the love out of me, and uh, my knees felt terrible, and um, it was just, it was real tough for me, but, you know, I'm happy where I'm at, and like I said, those people really supported me, and um, I can't thank them enough. You're, you're being a little humble, I think, when it comes to your, your, plant, your, ability, your talent as a basketball player. Um, you said, you know, top-rated player in, in the state at the time, but... But tell us about the recruitment process for you. Like, what kind of schools were coming after you? Um, what did you learn through that recruitment process that, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who may be going through that right now? Um, it's real tricky. It's, um, like, it, like, you know, I'm sure you guys know, I mean, you guys play baseball. So, I mean, if you start playing bad, the next guy's up. I had a school in um, the ACC. Um, I had a bunch of different uh, mid-major squads. I think I had a school few schools in the Big East that came after me at one point. This is early on in my high school career. Not mm-hmm. uh, Towards the end, I had a lot of, like, low and mid-majors. But um, I had so many different schools. Probably from the time that I entered high school to end of my junior college career, I probably had maybe, like, 25 to 30 schools recruit me. So, um, 
yeah, it was it was a lot. And so I met a lot of coaches um, through the process um, from so many different schools, from the uh, the Mac schools to the Big Skies to I mean, because I played a little JUCO, you know, it was open gyms and stuff. So I would pick up interest there. Um, Louisiana. I mean, I had schools in the Sun Belt and the Sutherland Conference, and I mean, it was so many different schools. And like I said, I still talk to a lot of those coaches to this day. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot. I mean, if I'm talking to a kid now, I'm just saying that make sure you know your grades is on point. Uh, you got all your core courses because I think that's the most important thing, and that's why I think you know I was really in trouble at that. But, you know, my transcript was you know really you know, upside down. Um, just, I just didn't understand it. And that's why it's so important. These kids that's entering high school to understand that, you know, what the NCAA clearinghouse is, you know, what they need, because I think that's the most important thing. As far as recruitment goes, um, if you play, you'll get a school. Um, if you play good, you'll get a school. But the next thing is, you know, do you have grades? You know, is he a qualifier? And I think, you know, a lot of the schools, you know, they was like, you know, obviously the kid's a good player, but, you know, I had the, the baggage, you know, my transcript. I went to this school. I went to that school. So it was just, it was so much, um, so many different things. And, you know, I had people saying bad things about me. And, again, like, you know, some of these coaches, you know, they see me play once, but um, maybe met me once. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If somebody called them and say something bad, you know, a lot of these guys are like, whoa, you know, okay. You know, some guys are going to believe it. You know, so, I mean – you know, it was it was a real tricky business for me. But again, you know, I, there's a lot of coaches that, you know, heard the rumors and things that, you know, hey, you guys are spreading about me. And guess what? I still talk to them today because they understand the business. But there's also some schools that, you know, I had great relationships with that they listened to the rumors. And now I haven't spoke to them since, you know, they was they stopped recruiting me. So, you know, it's it was a real tricky business. But like I said, if I'm talking to a kid, now that's in the business or that's playing, I would definitely tell him, you know, watch who you're around, uh, you know, make sure you take care of what you got to do in the classroom. Because I figured that if I had the grades and everything, you know, was in place for me to be a qualifier, um, I still think, you know, a lot of those coaches would have took a chance on me fresh out of high school. But, um, you know, I gave people a lot of room. And when I mean by room, I gave them room to to for people to believe some of the rumors that you know people were spreading about me but um at the end of the day you know if you know me you know a lot of that stuff wasn't true and the coaches that really built a strong relationship with me I still talk to them to this day and and they laughed at those rumors with me so I mean you know they the guys that really know me as a kid you know know exactly what happened and what the situation was so it is what it is but that business is real tough and like I said there's a lot it's also a lot of kids playing and, you know, they recruit, and they're not just recruiting one kid. You know what I'm saying? They're recruiting a lot of kids at that position. So, I mean, there's really no room for error. Tim, it's the, the big thing that I'm hearing from what you're saying is pretty, pretty much never burn a bridge. Um, it seems like the, the people that you're talking to now are, you know, former coaches, coaches that you've crossed paths with, coaches that have recruited you, that you've seen on the circuit, um, and it, it definitely is all playing into your, your mentoring program. So talk to us about the, you know, building relationships in order to build that mentoring program. And then just talk to us a little bit about your actual day to day with the mentoring program, like what the work looks like, um, you know, on your, on your weekly daily basis kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, w- basically with the mentoring program is that, you know, in the spring, I'll probably start visiting schools again. Um, I talk to kids, you know, daily. Um, some kids I talk to, you know, more than others um, over Snapchat, over Instagram. Um, some kids have my number, so they'll shoot me a text. Um, basically, what I do is really just try to, you know, keep them on, on pace, uh, make sure, you know, guys are doing what they got to do. Um, you know, some guys check in about school or, you know, talk to me about NBA games or, you know, college games, just little stuff like that. But just letting them know they have a positive, again, like role model, a guy, who you know, who's been through things that they're going through that they can talk to and, um, you know, really kind of just guide them through it because a lot of kids just don't have that. Um, again, I'll start visiting schools probably here in the springtime. Obviously, I'm starting my own AU program out, but and I'm working over um, at the Edison. So my hands is pretty full. But um, probably in May and June, I'll start, you know, going back around and speaking to kids, speaking to schools. But as of right now, you know, what I'm doing is really just staying in touch with kids through social media and things like that. A lot of the kids that I mentor is probably going to play in my AU program also. So um, that's how that will probably work out. As far as, you know, building relationships, um, you know, never burning bridges, you know, I always knew that, you know, as a kid, you know, that's one thing you don't do. Um, I still got one of the college coaches now that recruited me real early. I think when I was a freshman, he recruited me. He actually wrote me a recommendation. He's actually a guy that I still talk to today. And he's actually, you know, coaching at a big time school. So, I mean, you just never know, you know, when you're going to need somebody, um, you know, where they're going to end up at. And I always kept that in mind as a kid. And I also knew that, you know, I wanted to coach after I was done playing. And I was a pretty smart kid, I like to think. So I'm like, you know, maybe one day this guy will be hiring me on his staff. You know what I'm saying? So I always thought like mm-hmm. that, even when I was like 15, 16. So I always kept that kind of stuff in mind. And I was always a junkie. So anytime somebody that was a little older than me that had some experience with basketball was talking, you know, I was making sure I was always listening. And um, a lot of coaches took that, you know, in consideration. They had a lot of respect for that. You know, when they was having conversations with me on the phone, like, you know, we were still on the phone for an hour or two, you know, just talking basketball. You know what I'm saying? And they were just like, yo, I never sat on the phone with like a 15, 16-year-old kid and, you know, talk basketball that long. But, you know, that's what kind of guy I was. And um, a lot of my relationships was extended, you know, through that because I just loved to talk about the game. Uh, naturally, I was kind of a, a quiet kid, um, still kind of quiet. I work at the Edison and, you know, don't say too much if I don't have to. But, um, you know, you start talking about basketball and then I won't shut up. <laughs> so that's just how it worked. And a lot of coaches, like I said, they respected that. And, you know, we built a great relationship, you know, just off of my love for the game. So even, you know, some of the coaches that, you know, stopped recruiting me, we still text and talk to this day. Mm-hmm. Tim, is that, so- that, uh, that point you bring up is I think it's really important for people to hear because it, we're in such a culture of um, like instant gratification where it's like, oh, what can you do for me right now? Oh, you can't do anything for me? All right, I'll see you later. And, you know, you burn that bridge. But, you know, for you staying in touch and having those – having those good relationships, it's obviously, you know, helping you in the long run. So I think if, if listeners, college kids or high school kids are, are tuning in or they're part of your mentoring program, I feel like, you know, that's such an important message that, you know, it's not just about right now, but you're, you're, you're looking at the big picture. 
Oh, definitely. I tell kids that all the time. I tell some kids that I work with at the Edison, like my sixth grade teacher wrote me a recommendation. Uh, also, you know what I'm saying? And my sixth grade history teacher, like I would never have thought that, you know, I would need a recommendation from him. Like I, you just never know. But, you know, I was always respectful to him and, you know, I always showed up and, and I worked hard and, you know, after I was done, we still kept in touch and, you know, he wrote me a recommendation. Um, so that's, you just never know. And I tell kids that all the time. Like, you just never know who's going to be where. You never know who's who. And, man, a lot of kids, I feel like, you know, they don't understand that. And as you get older, you start to understand, like, man, it's real important to be respectful of people, to treat people. Because, like I said, you just never know who knows who. That's right. I mean, I mean, that's relevant to at any point in your life, right? Even right now, the people you're talking to right now could be there to help you 10, 15 exactly. years from now. So that's really important. Um, Definitely. So let's talk more about the mentorship program. What's what's one of the biggest issues you're seeing with middle school age kids in in Boston right now, and and how do you and how do they respond to the advice you're giving them? Um, one of the biggest issues I see is guys not understanding how important school is. Um, not understanding that you know you're playing basketball for nothing if you don't want to do schoolwork. Plain and simple. I don't care how good you are. If you don't want to do schoolwork, you are playing basketball for nothing. And um, a lot of the kids, they really, you know, they give in to the information I'm giving to, to them. Um, all the schools I've spoken at, the kids don't blink. They don't try to take their phone out. And the teachers are just <laughs> like, oh, like, what, what are you saying to them? I mean, they, they really do listen. Um, I got great feedback from every school that I went to. The kids, you know, they really enjoy it. And I know that because a lot of them reach out to me. I still talk to them, you know, to this day um, over social media and things like that. So they really do give into, you know, the information that I'm giving to them. But um, I really just, you know, I try to stress, you know, how important school is because I feel like that's a big, big downfall for a lot of kids in the city, um, you know, falling behind and, um, you know, get moved on to the next grade or going to summer school and get moved on to the next grade, but you're really not prepared for the next grade. But it, it really just affects you in the long run. And um, eventually, you know, you get in high school and you start to struggle and, you know, you get frustrated and you drop out. But you don't understand that all started in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Like what you do in sixth grade, the information you don't learn in sixth grade, you still carry on in seventh grade. It, you just start to fall behind. You go in eighth grade, but you're still behind. You didn't learn what you need to learn for seventh grade, for eighth grade. Then you go into high school and you're still behind. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the kids don't understand that from the time you step in sixth grade, you know, no disrespect, you know, to elementary school. School is important in general. But from the time you step in sixth grade on, it's serious business if you want to play sports. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest, 95% of the kids in the city, you know, they want to play sports. That's what they want to do, whether it's, you know, basketball, football, or baseball, or whatever it is, they want to play some type of sport. And um, I just feel like a lot of them don't understand how important school is. But I think, you know, talking to a guy like me and, you know, seeing that, you know, how good I was of a player and how I came up short because of the things and decisions that I made in the classroom, I feel like a lot of those kids start to open their eyes up and say, listen, you know, we got to take this serious. And um, I went to a school and a kid was, um, he was struggling. Uh, talked to the guidance counselor. You know, he was actually, you know, in the classroom that I was speaking at. Talked to the counselor and we spoke after. She said, can you tell him, you know, he's, he struggled first quarter. You know, can you tell him, you know, that to not give up? Because he, you know, ready to shut it down for the rest of the year because he got a couple lefts. 
And um, I talked to the kid. I'm like, you can't just give up. You know, you, there's no way you can just say I'm going to get F's for the rest of the year. And um, long story short, you know, I stayed in touch with that kid. Um, stayed in touch with the guidance counselor. Um, the kid ended up getting all A's and B's for the rest of the year. And um, I was just like, man, that's that's big time. And um, I think he's going to end up going to a private school. And um, I was pretty pretty excited to see that. And it was just, you know, it was big for me to, to know that, you know, I had an impact on the kid, you know, turning around like that. But sometimes that's all they need, you know, for them to hear something from somebody that, you know, walked the same same streets as them, you know, same same walk of life as them. And, you know, and I feel like sometimes they, they'll get the picture, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was it was good for me to for me to be able to, you know, share my story with him and have him, you know, turn that corner. So, Tim, so you talk about um, you were staying in touch with this this kid's counselor, and you guys were, you know, clearly both collaborating to help this kid. I think some of the best programs that I've seen or that I've you know been a, fortunate enough to be a part of, they work you know multi dimensionally like that, where you know it's not just you and the kid all the time, but you're building relationships and you're working with the family, you know, maybe the church or the youth center. Um, you know, maybe that kid's got an after-school job, and there are just other places where you integrate yourself in order to to make a difference. Um, you know, are, is your program? Are you guys doing doing some of that and like using community resources and whatnot? Definitely, definitely. We're expanding it so much more now that you know I'm officially like you know my career is over. So when I first started it, I was on my break from junior college. So, you know, I didn't know if I was, you know, going to still play ball. Like, I was still, you know, up in the air. But, you know, now I'm, I'm officially done uh, playing and I put it out there and everyone knows um, I'm going to do so much stuff. Me and my team this spring and summer um, in the communities and, you know, being at events and, you know, hosting our own events at uh, a bunch of different places. So it's we're going to do so much more now um, that I have the time. And, um, you know, my career, obviously, like I said, is officially over at this point. So I had the time to do it. And uh, a bunch of people, you know, from the city have already, you know, reached out to me to do things. So, yeah, definitely. We're going to be, you know, everywhere this spring and summer again with, you know, with the AU team and things like that. It's just going to attract, you know, so many more people and it's going to you know, help us extend our arm, you know, so much longer. So. Mm-hmm. How, how many schools have you been in right now? And how, and how are you getting into those schools? Are you just reaching out, cold calling people, or are you, are you working um, with your network? Uh, networking, a little bit of everything. You know, some people would, you know, recommend the school or, you know, some people will have a friend at a school. And some people, some teachers and counselors have reached out to me through Facebook or, you know, they knew one of my friends or one of they taught one of my friends so just a bunch of different things like that people knowing people and you know recommended different schools so that's how um you know i've been you know going to this school you know what i'm saying like so that's mm-hmm. how that all worked out for me it seems what like there's of- a little sorry kev go ahead no no get i was just going to bring up a point it, like for us at what's next we've used um social media to advance ourselves a little bit it seems like you know, you're doing that too, Tim. It's like whether it's just with, with connecting with kids or like you getting yourself your own connections from, you know, your your Facebook page, personal or organization page um, and getting into schools and, you know, meeting people that way. Um, so I think at least for in our age bracket and, you know, people newly starting uh, companies or, you know, 
getting their ideas out there, you know, it, it, it is really important. And that's, that's the way, that's the way things are moving. And it's, you know, it's working for, you know, at least both of us at this point, which is pretty cool to say. Definitely. Yeah. Social media is like, you know, big time. Cause like I said, you know, once one person see it and another person sees it, you know, that's how, you know, things get big. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like I said, everyone's on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook or Snapchat, you know, somebody's going to see it somewhere and, you know, they're going to tell the next person, tell the next person. Um, so that's also, you know, how I got into a lot of the schools, like, you know, a teacher seen it and had a teacher friend at this school and like, oh, I think he should go there and speak. And, you know, just kind of just, you know, kept going and going and going like that. But like I said, you know, we all know how big social media is and how powerful it is today. And it's, you know, definitely a platform, you know, for guys like myself and, you know, you guys also. What are some of the what are some of the lessons you've learned personally as you go from as you're in your your own what's next moment right you you know your career's ending up or your career's over as you say and now you're moving on and starting something new what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way oh man oh man never take things for granted um you know I I personally just recently you know started to trust people again. Um, you know, after everything that I went through with AAU and things like that, I, I completely just, you know, I stopped trusting people completely. And so, um, you know, I learned, you know, not to trust everybody, but um, I also had to fall back a little bit from that because it was just it was affecting my personality. And I'm like a pretty, you know, ongoing person. But um, that whole not trusting people thing just affected me a lot. So that's one of the things, you know, I learned maybe to, you know, fill people out a little bit better. Um, because like I said, it's, it's just so many different kind of people out there, but, um, that's one of the things I learned. Um, you definitely gotta, you know, kind of fill people out better before you just, you know, jump into trusting guys. Um, and, you know, like I said, never take things for granted, um, you know, and, you know, work hard as you can and every single day, day in and day out. And, um, you know, always be respectful to people and, um, those are three of the things that, you know, I definitely learned, you know, through, you know, these tough times. Yeah. You said something when we met last weekend at the coffee shop, you said something that really resonated with me when you're talking about some of the lessons you're, that you've learned or also that you're, you're passing on to these young kids. It's, it's all about like giving them, giving them hope and having hope. Right. And it's oh, definitely, you kept, you said something, it was along the lines of, you know, I'm starting this program to, give hope to these kids because hope may be what saves them from the streets right and definitely. it's like one of the biggest i, I say that's a huge lesson that you're, you're taking. oh yeah right? definitely i'm sorry to leave that out um yeah definitely giving guys hope um like, like i said that me uh dreaming and hoping you know, that i was gonna make the nba you know definitely you know saved my life um you know big time i said you know when people tell kids you know they can't make it um, you know, it really hurts me. I hate to hear that because, you know, you never know what, you know, that, that sport or that dream is saving them from. Um, like I said, a lot of kids, you know, they stop dreaming and the first thing they do is turn to the streets. So, you know, definitely, you know, I want to give kids hope. Um, you know, if they want to make it and they want willing to put the work in, you know, who am I to tell you that you can't make it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, right, giving right. guys hope is, is definitely going to be big for me. Um, you know, I mean, I'm the guy that I might give kids too much hope, but if I can give you too much hope and save your life, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, 
I think, you know, a lot of kids need that. And again, it's, it can save kids life, man, because it definitely saved mine. Um, it definitely did. I dreamed all the way to the end, you know, and just kept dreaming. And you know what? And I woke up from that dream. It was too late for me to turn anywhere. Um, you know, but a lot of kids, you know, they wake up from that dream a little too early and um, they don't have nobody to tell them to keep dreaming. And um, that's when, you know, disaster hits because a lot of kids, you know, they go right to the streets. So um, definitely want to give guys hope and, you know, help them, you know, go as far as they can and, you know, help them potentially try to fulfill their dreams. Because I know a lot of kids out there, you know, that just don't have a guy, you know, to help them keep, you know, dreaming and uh, giving them hope. I love it. I love it. So, so what's next for you? I hear some rumors about, uh, about you becoming a, a head coach. Is that something that's coming up next? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, I've been hearing the same rumors uh, here the last couple of weeks um, about, you know, me getting a head coaching job. Uh, I think my name was tied into about, you know, three different high schools. I've been hearing it from kids and parents and, you know, a bunch of different players. Um, you know, the opportunity presents itself, you know, definitely. Uh, that's definitely my goal to become a coach. Uh, become a, you know, head varsity coach at the high school level. And, you know, as of right now, I'm coaching at, you know, St. Joseph's Prep. But I did hear the rumors and, you know, my name have been tied to three different schools. And um, it's definitely, you know, been something I, I like it. My name is, you know, finally tied into some good rumors. Um, but as of right now, you know, I'm at St. Joseph's Prep. And, you know, at the end of the season, you know, when guys reach out to me, um, like I'm hearing some people want to talk to me, you know, I'm definitely going to, you know, talk to them and, you know, see, you know, what they what they're saying and, um, you know, make the best decision for myself uh, moving forward. But, um, you know, my goal was to, you know, be a head varsity coach as soon as possible. And, um, you know, if I get that opportunity, you know, I'm def- and it's the best decision for me, um, I'm definitely going to take it and I'm definitely going to, you know consider it yeah i should say so um it, you know if it's the right decision um if it's the you know best opportunity for me um yeah if that's what everybody's saying that you know i'll be a, uh, a varsity coach or this room is out there like i said if any of those you know schools or you know whatever's out there if any of them you know fits you know what i want to do then um you know it's definitely an opportunity i'm going to take because like i said you know my goal you know once my career was done, was to become a varsity coach as soon as possible. And, um, you know, if it's, you know, a year later, you know, just, you know, one year after JV, being a JV coach, um, you know, I'm super excited about that. And, you know, I'll definitely, you know, take that and run with it. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, rumors is rumors. But um, I've definitely been hearing it a lot. My phone's been ringing a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kids and, you know, some parents and even, you know, some college coaches, you know, asking me, you know, are the rumors true or, you know, have I talked to anybody from any And you of say, of schools? course they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I've been hearing it enough. So, you know, I guess yeah. they, I guess they're true. Um, but I uh, haven't spoke to anybody, um, you know, from any of the schools that I've been, you know, tied to. But um, yeah. I definitely heard it enough to, you know, know that those schools are, you know, definitely interested in me, you know, coming over and taking over their varsity program. So, I mean, you know, if the, you know, opportunities there, and um, it's the right fit for me. Like I said, you know, my goal was to become a varsity coach, uh, you know, as soon as possible. And, you know, if it's there and I think, you know, 
it's the right fit again after that's right. repeat myself but i yeah. definitely take it in consideration and um would love to you know thank st joseph's prep for you know everything they've done for me but like i said my goal was to you know become a head coach right away and if that opportunity is there for me this spring this summer you know then i'm definitely gonna fulfill it and uh, i'll be like to have my it. career yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tim, Timmons, you you and I got a uh, got a similar. What's next? I know uh, I'm in the coaching realm too, and the, those varsity jobs aren't that easy to come by. So uh, once they're there, we got to snag them and lock them in. We got to get some fresh blood in the ranks. You know what I mean? There's these guys, that, these guys that stay stay in there forever, man. We need some we need some fresh blood. So I feel you on that one. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. They, they, the young coaches is the new wave, man. I mean, it's it's time to you know start a new trend, man. I think no a lot doubt. of people is a lot of people is still stuck on that whole Bob Knight era, and that's it's, it's kind of over, man. And no disrespect to him, obviously he's a legend, but it's you know kids they want to play for you know younger guys and more so player coach. Um, so I I think you know I'll be a great fit, um, you know for. You know, a program that's you know trying to rebuild, and you know, obviously, I'll probably be one of the youngest coaches in the state. But um, you know, I think I'll do great. And um, like I said, if those if that opportunity presents itself, I'm definitely going to take it. I feel like I'm ready for it. That's great. How can last couple questions as we're wrapping up here? Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Like, do you want to tell everybody the name of your program? Um, sure. Where to find you on social media? Sure, sure. My name is obviously uh, Tamance McKinney on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My website is TamanceMcKinney.com. And, um, you know, I always pass out my number. Like, I had the same number since I was in sixth grade. Um, my number is <laughs> 617-372-2272. So, we'll, I mean, you we'll can always shoot me notes. a text. Yeah, you can always shoot me a text or, you know, give me a call. I'm, I'm always open. I don't want people to ever think that I'm going Hollywood. Uh, I hate that. So, I always, you know, hey, there's my number, you guys. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to. My email is also, you know, McKinney.Tamans at gmail.com. So, I mean, any way they want to reach out to me, they can. Um, you know, I, like I said, I never want people to ever think I'm getting too big. I'm always open to, you know, speaking to anybody because you never know when you can save somebody's life. So, you know, that's how you know, I usually try to, you know, stay connected with people. So wherever people's comfortable reaching out to me, um, whatever way works for them, you know, you know, feel free to, you know, get in contact with me in uh, any of those three or four ways. Tim, it's, it's been a... Uh... It's been refreshing having you on um, and having some dialogue with you about the about the work that you're doing. Uh, one of the one of the things that I find super important, um, a mentor of mine taught me about you know doing work in the community around youth development and you know social justice work like that is uh, you know everyone they they, they want the the language is like you got to make it out you got to make it out. Well, then once you get out, like, then what do you do, right? Like, so this idea that exactly this idea that you circle back around the road, let you back, let the road lend, lend the road came right back around to, uh, to, you know, where you started and you're doing doing that work and building up the community around you that helped you like that's super important. It's not just about, you know, I came out. You know, I was successful and I went and did something somewhere else. It's about coming back and giving other people chances. So that uh, almost circle of life has been refreshing to hear because, you know, it's much needed work. So, Kevin, Kevin, I just want to, you know, thank you for coming on. You've been you've been awesome. And, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a great episode. And hey, everybody, we'll put the all his info in the show notes. Timmonsmckinney.com. 
Um, you can text him now. You can call him. You can hit him up on, on social <laughs> media. So, so Tim, it's, thanks again, man. It was been, it's been a pleasure. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it, man. I really, really do. It's been a special time. Um, I enjoyed speaking on you guys' podcast, and I'm looking forward to staying in touch with both of you guys. And um, have a good night, man. Well, that was a real fun one with Tim and some. Hope you guys enjoyed that. There was a lot of messages and themes that jumped out. You know, clearly the adversity that he faced in his life is, um, you know, something to take home. Also, the, the thing that stuck with me is how he, you know, he's building this network and he's never really burning a bridge uh, despite what's happening in his life. So, you know, he talks about his sixth grade teacher writing him a recommendation le uh, letter former coaches that he's still in connection with that are going to stay in his future in order for him to have success. So that, those are really important messages. And uh, I hope you guys, I hope you guys picked up on those too. Yeah, it was great. And everybody listening, if you want to get in touch with Tim, it's like I said in, in the interview, go to timmitsmckinney.com. I will put all of his contact info in the show notes. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it.